Happy Hour with Brittany Bowering and Penny Blackmore. This is a weekly careers podcast where we talk about work life from the perspective of real people. We are not millionaires or CEOs, guys. I'm sorry to disappoint Mm. you, but there's heaps of stuff out there about that. Mm -hmm. We're just two people who are good at their jobs, passionate about career progression and We do believe that you should be happy at work. Agreed. We discuss work topics that are on our minds, and in each episode, we tackle two questions from our listeners. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. This will help others to discover us. Um, and it would also make us feel really good. It would, yeah. Um, and if you stay tuned to the end of the podcast, we'll share our resource or resources the week. You're not going to want to miss this one. It's actually really good this week. Fancy. Cool. So let's uh, let's dive in. What's what's up with you, Pen? What's on uh, your mind? Uh, oh, well, I, I mean, like it's been so long since we last recorded. I know. Literal ages and we've launched the podcast, which is great. Um, Feedback got, has been super nice. Oh my God. It's been almost all good. Although I have to say, like, I, I'm not going to mention names here, mm-hmm. but I have a couple of people in my life who just like they're not happy that I have a podcast. They're really? like, they they literally, they're like, who are you to have a podcast? Uh, and I'm like, that's the point. That's the whole point. <laughs> this is the whole point of the we podcast. We are nobody. We're nobody. But that's what, that's why it's important. Like totally. you hear so much about like inspirational leaders and it's like, yeah, but how does that relate to my mediocre life? <laughs> you know? I have, 100%. That's really funny that that's the exact reason we made this podcast. Mediocrity. Is, yeah. Yeah. What about the little guys, you know? Embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about um, that sort of stuff. And also um, one thing that we uh, we discussed in a couple of, a couple of episodes ago, mm-hmm. we discussed brain picking. Oh, yes. And I want to make a correction because um, actually, like, we came at it very much from the angle of, like, someone more junior than you who wants advice or someone on your level who, you know, like, maybe they just want to get some information from you and that's fine. But actually, there's this whole other thing that we forgot, which is... I feel like we should clarify one quick thing before you say that. Please Is do. that basically in, in that episode, I don't remember which episode it was, but we talked about how there's nothing worse than someone asking to like pick your brain. Exactly. Um, we were like, oh, that's awful. And we kind of like really... Um, really, we were down on the brain picking. We were down on it. Yeah, but we would like to make a correction. So if there's anyone out there who's been invited for a coffee by someone more senior than you, uh, this might be a brain picking session that's actually a job interview. Right. Has that ever happened to you, Brittany, where you get like 20 minutes into a coffee and then you're like, oh, wait, you want, oh, shit. Okay. I'm going to sit up straight and I'm going to like, you know, pretend I know what I'm doing. Totally. So yeah, in that case, Give them all you got. Yeah, yeah. Of <laughs> course, if if it's someone who's higher in the rank than you, I would say you sh- you sh- could probably benefit by sitting down for a coffee, even if it doesn't turn out to be a job interview, but it turns out to somehow get you better connected with that person or with someone else at mm. their level or higher, whatever. Yeah. I mean, definitely wouldn't say no to that. Yeah. Showcase your knowledge and your talents. Totally. Yeah. What about you, Britt? What's in your mind? Oh, gosh. I have been, I've been thinking about a lot of things lately. I mean, we've been quite busy at work. Like we were doing some traveling, um, which is always fun. I mean, it's fun when you're traveling with a fun colleague. Oh, yeah. We had some good times. Um, and I also, oh, Penny, 
as you know, mm-hmm. I turned 31 she just did, a few yeah. days ago. She's, she's barely coping. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an old lady. Just well, kidding. I mean, yeah. it's it's uh, it, it was an interesting age to turn, though, to be honest, because it's like, I feel like turning 30 was like this like fun thing where it's mm. like, ooh, cool, I'm mm. 30 now. And people ask you like how you're going with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very like concerned with your well-being. Totally. Whereas 31, it's just like you're just slipping into old age, really. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like there's it's a feeling of like no turning back, is what I feel like, you know. <laughs> well, you could it's die. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Yeah. No, I'm actually feeling I, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good about it. It's just a bit of a weird, like I felt good about saying I'm 30. But about saying that I'm 31, it's like a bit, it's like, oh, yeah, right, I'm 31. I do okay. actually remember having that same feeling myself. But then, you know, after, once you get to like 32, 3, 4. It's all the same. You get the hell over that. Yeah, totally. And actually, like, the further I get into my 30s, the happier I am. Yeah, I know. Everybody keeps saying that to me. <laughs> no, I believe them. I believe yeah, them. Yeah. Um, but I have been thinking since, like, you know, I'm getting a little older. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking a lot about kind of like continued education. Oh, yeah. And I heard a lot of people talking, you know, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately um, and, you know, just sort of hearing what people have to say about that, like how you're, you know, get, at this point in our lives and in our careers, we're, we're kind of now accountable for our own kind of mm. continued education. Like oh, there's no so more, yeah. yeah, there's no more like steps of, I mean, you might be told at work that you need to complete a certain course or whatever, mm. but it's mostly just up to us. Mm. So I'm wondering like how I'm, I'm trying to figure out like what I'm going to do in, in, you know, in regards to that. Do you like what, are, I mean, you read so much though. You're such a, you just like soak up all of the knowledge from all the literature. I mean, I don't. Are you talking about literature? Like fiction? No, sorry. When I say literature, I mean like online articles. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love an online article. Yeah. Like Penny, um, you read more than I think I've ever. The, the problem is though, Brittany, I don't read about my job. I mm. read about work. Does that make sense? Like I read right. about the work world as opposed, like as in the context of this podcast. So I don't read about, um, my job is like sales and marketing ish. Um, I don't read about that and I probably should, but I'm just like a huge nerd for like career stuff and work stuff. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm. I'm just thinking about like what I should do if I should, um, maybe enroll myself in a little online course, you know, just to like keep it going, keep it flowing. Yeah. You know, there's actually a horrible lack of like good, that's you know good True. that stuff. True. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. I you know, right? Yeah. Sadly. And I'm I'm not a big on like I kind of lose steam in these online courses. I, I find know. them a little bit dull. Oh, uh, like, I'd much this, rather like, do an in person agonizing planning, business planning, and forecasting. Oh, sounds online. awful. It was. <laughs> Dry as a bone, I yeah. tell you. It yeah. was absolute agony. I kept having oh. to like and and with those things you've just got to make notes. You can't listen with your earphones and then hope to do something yeah. else. You really have to just sit there and like concentrate and make notes. Otherwise it'll all just slip straight through the the boredom cortex of your memory. Yeah, totally. Um yeah, so anyway, I'm like thinking about how I'm gonna get that kind of incorporated but I did have like a lovely lovely chat with a friend um on the weekend and we were talking about um you know just like the kind of like confidence um roller coaster Mm. that a lot of people go through you know feeling super confident then being like oh I'm not feeling very good about Mm. like most we were actually talking mostly about work and um and and we were kind of talking about how you know like other people have this sort of 
view of you that you, of course, don't necessarily have of yourself. That's mm. classic, right? Mm-hmm. But she was saying something that I thought was really great. She was like, you know, I have this um, this email. Like I have, she's like, I have like one or two emails in my inbox that I have like flagged and in a in a special folder that are just like really awesome responses from like clients or you know whatever whoever a colleague or someone some where you were getting like really nice praise and she's Mm. like I have them there just so when I need something Mm. as like a little you know like to boost my confidence make myself feel good for like a moment I can just like pop one of those open and be like oh yeah I am fucking good at my job that's a great idea yeah I liked it a lot I have been known to screenshot really good compliments oh there you go that's good (laughs) but uh yeah uh, I'm definitely at the bottom of my confidence uh thing at the moment I just feel like yeah it's it's hard to keep it up but I don't think it's necessary to be 100% confident all the time and I actually think that um if you kind of aren't feeling so great about yourself that will spur you to learn more and achieve more and kind of not that I'm promoting like burnout culture or anything but just the idea of like um, the, the adversity in life is the thing that tends to propel you forward. So yeah, yeah I'm hoping that happens point. at some point because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. It's but just it's... propelling me, you know, to wine. <laughs> <laughs> to the white wine. <laughs> yeah. Load it up. Load it. Um, yeah, I know that it is a funny thing, but I think that's such a good point. Yeah. Mm. It, like when you're feeling um, just like your confidence is low, it's only going to make you strive for, you know, yeah. more achievement. And fill in those gaps, I think. Yeah. Like yeah. I we, we had a meeting with a guy today who's coaching us in our business and he was like teaching me all these new things and it really sort of like made me feel bad about myself Mm. because I'm such a fragile ego. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, And I was like, oh, I feel really bad about myself. And then I'm like, there's no reason to feel bad. Like you just don't know these things and now you're going to learn them and that's okay. So I had this, um, it's funny that we both had um, a meeting with the same person and like, so this coach guy. So I had uh, a similar meeting and what was really interesting about it is um, we were talking about managing and management Mm. and actually a question that we have coming up in the podcast is going to be about this, which is really cool. But basically he was saying like, um, he asked me, he's like, so have you, uh, what kind of management training have you gone through? Right. Oh yeah. And I was like, <clears throat> the <clears throat> internet. Yeah. I was like, Google. Uh, I read an article <laughs> or two. Yeah. Mm. So basically I was like, yeah, I mean, I haven't done any management training. Mm. And he kind of said, um, which I found really interesting. He's like, you know, Pete, this happens all the time in organizations. You spend years training for, you know, some super technical job. And then you end up, you know, you do that technical job for a few years and then you get promoted to manager and no one ever does any management training. Uh, Totally. And it's like, what, I mean, this is a very special thing, managing Mm. people and being, Mm. you know, um, facilitating this whole, like a a team of um, more than just yourself. It's, Mm. It's something that we definitely should be trained in. It's so, yeah, actually, Julie Zhu's book. Yes. So, um, we, uh, the, the VP of product at Facebook, Julie Zhu is a fabulous woman. Oh, We're just going to give you this resource for free. Cause it's not even ours, Yeah. but, um, she has a medium blog called into the looking glass. It's fucking great. It's really great. Basically Julie, um, started at Facebook, went through the ranks. Yeah. Um, she started as an intern when Facebook started was at a hundred exactly. people. Uh, 
Jesus, can you imagine? It's crazy. But um, so she's like a designer. She's a front-end developer slash product designer. And yeah. all of a sudden it was like, okay, well, you're managing teams now. Yeah. And she actually was like going home at night really stressed out about this concept of like managing people. She was like, did I do the right thing today? Like I have no idea. Yeah. Um, and she's written a book about it, which I believe is coming out soon, which I can't wait to read. Um, and she's just very insightful and very practical. And I think managing teams, like you don't have to manage teams to get benefit from it because totally. it's just about like dealing with other human beings really. Yeah. 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 Letter. Yeah, let's do the first letter. I'm let's very excited. Jump in. Mm. Uh, do you want to read this one, Penny? Yeah, sure. Want... Yeah, go for it. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> Hi, Penny and Brittany. I left my last job six months ago because I just couldn't stand it anymore. I thought I would find something new very quickly, but I haven't. I've applied to jobs that I'm not even excited about, but so far I haven't gotten past a first interview. Obviously, being unemployed for so long is really getting me down. I feel I have no value as a person sometimes, and I'm struggling to fill the long, empty days. I'm trying to keep my spirits up, but it's becoming very difficult. Any support and advice you could offer would be really amazing. Thanks so much, Chris. <sighs> this mm. is such a difficult situation to be in. Yes, and it is. Oh, God, it is really hard. Yeah. Have you ever been unemployed for a long time? Yes. Yeah, And it's too. so frustrating. Mm. It's uh, and, and the thing about it is applying for jobs takes so much time and energy, and you just get nothing back. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? That's the worst thing when you're like, I wrote a cover letter for yeah. you, which is like – Writing a cover letter is like ripping out your own fingernails. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're doing if you're doing job applications properly, as in writing like a yeah, basically you should, yeah, yeah. Specific, everything should be tailored. Exactly. Mm. Then it is a friggin' full time job yeah. and an annoying one at that. Yeah. For sure. It can be uh, so frustrating. A full time job for free. It yeah. pays nothing. Oh God. Yeah. Um, I was just actually talking to a girl the other day. She came to the comedy show and we were talking after the show and she was, um, say she's been also unemployed for about seven months. I think oh, she said God, that's brutal. I've yeah. only ever done three. Three was my longest. Yeah. I mean, she's doing some freelance work, yeah. but she's not happy because she really wants to be a part of the team and work at, at an organization, you know, and, and she just sort of is at that point where She's feeling so, like, just not positive about the future mm. at all. You know, like, it's at yeah, this very point where hopeless. she's like, yeah, hopeless. Like, yeah. she's like, is this ever going to – and I just had this, like, pep talk with her where I was like, this is – I mean, first of all, if you're in Berlin, which mm. I don't know if this person is, but this is an extra tough job market because everybody wants to live here yeah. and everybody wants to have a job. So yeah. it's, um, you know, it's just difficult. So I was just kind of gave her this pep talk. And I think that is something that you just – need to get from whoever you can is a bit of positive mm. energy mm. you know what I mean like because it is going to drain you so mm. you need to figure out how to stay positive yeah I think like getting out of the house like to me applying for jobs get out of the house yeah go to a cafe you can buy one coffee and sit there for hours yeah you especially know? in Berlin they'll oh, let totally. you do that um, like also like staying active, mm. I think like be healthy, you know, like exercise. It's yeah. I think that, that you have to like create a fake structure for yourself, totally. which yes. sounds like arbitrary, but actually you'll feel so much better. And I think, um, also like one thing that we 
kind of underestimate is this sense of accomplishment that we get from work. Yeah. So you have to generate that sense of accomplishment such by yourself. That's a good point, Penny. That's such <laughs> a good point. It's absolutely right. Yeah. But uh, you continue, Brittany. You're on a roll there. <laughs> so, I mean, something that I actually told this uh, this girl at the at the um, comedy show, you know, she was like, you know, what am I, what should I be doing, whatever. And I, I gave her this suggestion, which maybe you haven't um, done yet or thought of, but like going to um, any kind of like meetups or events where there's going to be people in your industry. And I'm not talking about, don't go to a meetup in hopes to meet a a future manager Mm. or someone who's going to hire you. Mm -hmm. But what you can do is meet people who are at your same level and who will know about job openings, you know, who will have friends that are also in your same industry and they'll be able to like just try to make those kinds of things Mm. happen. I think that's so helpful um, to build your network a little bit and you'll feel much more positive because probably those people will also have some stories about, you know, how difficult it was for them to find a job, um, those kinds of things. Um, The other thing actually that I wanted to say is when it comes to, this is going to sound really kind of silly, but when it comes to like your LinkedIn profile, when we were looking for some people to hire here um, at AG and Smart, we actually... Um, we weren't, the the right people weren't applying, Mm. right? So what we did was we started searching on LinkedIn and we searched for the keywords of the kind of person we were looking for plus seeking, right? So people in their LinkedIn, if they put in their, within their um, uh, position or whatever, the the headline in your LinkedIn, if you put seeking, people will actually uh, can search for you mm. and can see like, oh, this person's looking for a job. And right. we like, I mean, we actually found someone by doing that. So mm. it's, I think that those kinds of little tricks to know are really important as well. Make it as easy on everyone to, to know to find you. that you're yeah. looking. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's so funny because like this whole world of unemployment, um, whenever I'm talking to someone who's in this situation, I'm like, the, the first thing that you need to know is how to get a job. And like, it sounds to me like your resume is okay because obviously you're getting, you're getting a couple of first, interviews, Yeah, true. but it might be that you have an issue with interview techniques. So um, I have a couple of suggestions purely based on interview technique because it, it, um, I really brag about this. I'm very good at interviews. Yeah, you are. Um, And I think uh, it's because I'm just very comfortable and I'm not ever desperate to get that job. I'm desperate to find the right fit. So if it's not the right fit, I don't care. So try and put yourself in that mindset. Like you've waited this long. It's okay. If it doesn't come through, the world isn't going to end. You're just going to keep going and find the right thing. Yeah. Um, So try and take the pressure off a little bit. But also like in your prep time, prep time I know that sounds ridiculous but I think everyone should really prepare for every interview that they do Mm -hmm. um so first of all any any conversation you have you have to know everything about the company um so look at all of their social media accounts yeah (laughs) a common thing that we find um that I find and I'm sure Brittany finds is that people will sort of see like one social media channel and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I've seen your Twitter page. And it's like, well, most of our content's on YouTube and that could really teach you a lot about um, our business. So learn everything about the business. Recent articles as well, like if they released anything. Yeah, Yeah, you should know the back to front really so that you can ask really smart questions. Um, But then also you can actually go online and find like the top 10 most common interview questions. Mm -hmm. And I would just like sit down for an hour or two, write down answers for all of those questions, 
and just like run through them verbally out loud. And I know that sounds really cheesy, but the more you say it and the more you articulate your value, the more you will understand it and the more comfortable you'll be. Yeah. So it's a totally, um, it's an, it's an exercise worth doing. The other thing that I would recommend is finding an accountability buddy because when you're unemployed, you're all self-motivated, right? So it's just like, why should I do this today when I can do it tomorrow? Um, And then the task never gets done. So just find like a trusted friend or a former colleague or any, literally anyone who's willing to take the job seriously and be like, listen, I just need you to like hear my interview answers every, every week or two. Yeah. I think another thing that you like, I mean, that happens to me, and I think this is so smart is if you go on an interview and then you don't get a second interview, you can, you are more than welcome to ask them why, Mm. you know what I mean? And, and like send an email, send a really nice email, thanking them for their time for meeting with you. And just say like, I'd really like to know sort of, you know, because they might be like, oh, well actually, you know, we need someone who's more technically inclined or, you know, you like whatever. It might be that you're not quite applying for the jobs that would suit you best. Yeah, it yeah. could be very well that as oh, well. Totally. So and they yeah. should be happy to give that to you. Just make sure you're phrasing the email like, I know I didn't get the job. I'm not pushing you. Yes. I would just love to know, like, just for my future job endeavors. I mean, you love to give that kind of feedback in the <laughs> sense of like, you know what I mean? Like if people are, I, I think if people take the time to thank you for your time and they ask you for a few pointers, it doesn't take much time for us to be like, ba ba ba. here's, mm. here's why we went another way. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, it will depend entirely on how busy the person for is. Sure. They might just completely ignore you, yeah. but it can't hurt to it can't hurt to ask. ask. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would... M- super focus on is figuring out what are my transferable skills. So you might think that you're going, uh, your last job might've been a a particular role and that you can only go for those particular roles. But um, if you figure out what those transferable skills are, you will be able to open up a whole new section of the job market. Mm -hmm. Um, So just look that up. I'm not going to go into that a lot right now, but um, I think it's super important to know what those things are that you can carry from one job to another. Yeah. I think another thing too, that like, I mean, I know this is, um, people might be a little bit um, opposed to doing this maybe through, because they're a little bit embarrassed or whatever, but like, let people know that yeah. you're, you know, like, oh, I mean, your friends, your network, ask mm. and, and ask often. I mean, the funny thing is, is like, uh, when I was, I mean, this is, really kind of silly but when I was looking for a job the last time I was kind of like in between like I was doing some freelance work and stuff so I was sort of in between jobs and I just said to one of my friends one day she's like how are you doing and I was like you know what I'm not doing very good yeah like I'm I'm kind of feeling super frustrated I don't know you know I really want to find a new spot like a new kind of home and and I really like I feel like I'm kind of in this career rut and I need Mm. to blah blah blah. and I was just super open and honest and she was like oh well I think that um I might have something uh at like my company Mm. that we maybe you could do for part-time blah 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 and it turned out to be the job that I have today really yeah oh my god that's exactly great I mean then I went and like volunteered at an event and then from there kind of Mm. actually got the position and had to like had to sell myself a little bit you know but it was it was through that that I got this introduction to AJ Mm. and Smart which is really cool yeah I think also like Chris 
You might be a woman, but it sounds like you're a man because your name is Chris, but also that could be Christine. It could, yeah. So nobody get mad. But if you're a man, I know it's hard to be vulnerable with other people, but just like you don't have to dwell on it. You don't have to be like, oh, my life is so bad. Yeah. But just like tell them like, oh, I'm just having a bit of trouble finding a job right now. I'm looking for something in ABC. Yeah. Um, I always like to think that. The, if people know that, then they'll be hopefully making mental connections for you. For sure, yeah. Then they hear their friends say something about how they're hiring, blah, blah, mm. I mean, you never know. You just need to really put the word out. And I, I mean, I think that just having this like, um, this routine and this regularity in your day is going to mm. really help you through yeah. those tough times. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, and my, can I give one final piece of advice? Love it. Go and this it. is personal advice, Chris. Woof. This comes straight from the source. <laughs> Um, so I, when I was unemployed for three months, I, um, like I was basically just waiting to find my dream job and I was looking at all these positions online and so on. Turns out, um, just for the record, everyone, 80% of jobs that are available are not advertised. Mm -hmm. So that's why networks are so important, but that's also a, a bit of a side point. But I end up like looking at my resume one day and I was like, I wish someone professional would look at this yeah. and I ended up paying to get it done and Oof. I got a job within two weeks because the whole process of them sort of picking apart your career and making it into a cohesive story, yeah. it was incredibly helpful. Um, so cool. if you can rustle up the money to do that, I How highly recommend. How much something like that cost usually? I mean, it can cost anywhere from like 300 to like a thousand dollars or euros or whatever. Yeah. Depends on um how incredible the person is right yeah um that's such a good point like sometimes you just it's good to just bite the bullet mm, you know yeah and, and, and it's an investment yeah yeah I'm not very good at writing resumes oh uh, well I am now because I, I learned all the tricks from this lady oh that's great I'm gonna get you to help me with my resume when I need it I'm <laughs> I, I literally haven't but this is the other problem right is that I mean I don't write I don't work on my resume I don't update my resume until I Need, need a job to show someone yeah you know it's I haven't touched my so resume in a long time yeah me too yeah and it's painful it is painful but once you have a document that you're proud of and you think really sells you in a way yeah it just has to get you in the door and then after that totally yeah yeah cool jinx cool. <laughs> jinx cheers Cheer. oh, oh. Brittany <laughs> I'm not, I'm not drinking. She's letting right the now. team down. I know. Just don't for tell a couple them. of weeks. Because then they'll be like, well, why is Penny drinking? And you're like, well, she's got an alcohol problem. <laughs> okay, letter number two. Here, God, we're on a real roll today, Pen. Uh, I really like this letter because yeah. there's um this is a real person, but we've changed their name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the actual um, compliment in the letter is real. Yeah, not that. We didn't have that in promise. Okay. We got a compliment. Um, hi, Penny. Hi, Brittany. Love the show. Finally, a podcast I can relate to. Oh. So nice. <laughs> uh, I've been with the same company for almost two years and recently got promoted. Bravo. That was me saying bravo, um, which leads me to my question. I'm currently managing one of my colleagues and work besties. For a while now, he's been unhappy and unmotivated at his current job. He doesn't want to work there anymore. Um, as his friend, I'm there to listen and roll my eyes when something annoying happens. But as his manager, I really want him to love what he does and feel motivated. After all, his attitude affects me and the rest of the team. I cannot help but wonder, 
Is it possible to successfully manage a friend at work? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think love it, Richard. Thank this you. This is great. Yeah, thank you so much for this letter. This is such a great question. I mean, all the questions are good, but I just <laughs> we have smart listeners. We've got the smart. We've got the best, best of the best. Oh, so this is possible. Do you want to start, and then I should? Sure. Yeah, great. So first of all, Richard, congrats on your promotion. That's fabulous. I'm so proud of you. Um, first of all, uh, so I think this is a really amazing chance to like wade into the muddy waters of managing friends. Totally. It's tough. It, it, it is awkward sometimes, but it actually doesn't have to be because I think the more honest you are, um, and especially in this situation, it's a little easier because it's not like they're drastically underperforming. Yeah. They've just got a bad attitude and they just need to pull their little socks up. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good opportunity to try out your new manager pants. <laughs> Lots of clothing <laughs> they look good analogies. On yeah. <laughs> okay. So first of all, um, you are, you have to remember that now you're responsible for this friend's performance at work. So it's super important that you get the most, most out of them. Yeah. Um, you can't just be like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to sit back and let them sort of spread, um, unpleasant vibes throughout the yeah, team. Negativity. Um, it, it's all your job now. So you, you may as well just, uh, nip this in the bud, I think. Totally. Um, so Using like coaching techniques, I would start with a question. So as opposed to launching in and being like, you have a bad attitude. I hate it. It's really getting me down. Start with a question that's like, listen, um, you know, uh, Brittany, <laughs> I've noticed that you're really down about work lately. How can I make your time here more, more positive? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of like, it's a bit of a trick question because it's not really your job to make their time more positive. But um, first you'll, you'll have the opportunity of like uh, making it seem like you believe in him and you want him to be happy, mm-hmm. but also you do expect him or her, I don't know, to lift his game or their game. Mm-hmm. Um, so so um, actually once they start talking, you can be like, okay, I totally get that. Um, I see that maybe uh, ABC factors are getting you down and you're not really uh, feeling as enthusiastic as you might have once. Mm-hmm. But um, actually in your letter, you use really nice phrasing. You said, as your friend, I'm here to listen and roll my eyes when something annoying happens. But as your manager, I really want you to love what you do and feel motivated. Yeah. And I think you can just say that to him and just be like, I really need this like for my own work performance um but uh also like yeah it's important totally oh god I have so much to say about this please Um, say it that's what we're here for yeah so I completely agree I think you have to be completely upfront right from the beginning and what's really great is like you're at the beginning Mm. right so you can now like you got this promotion now you can kind of establish how things are gonna work right right um I think the the one thing that uh, that you said like you're not responsible for this person to be happy at work you aren't but you are like your job as a manager is to help them do their job to the best of their yeah, ability. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So and that will probably equate to them being happier at work, which mm-hmm. is great, right? Um people I, don't do their most if they're not happy. Exactly. They just do the least, actually. Totally. So it's super important that they either 
get themselves back on track or get out. Yes. Like that's actually crucial. Yeah, absolutely. So I have managed a friend before mm-hmm. and yeah, I found it extremely difficult. Yeah. Um, it was like... Especially I, if you really get along, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I really, I, I do actually uh, think about it a lot and how I could have done it better. I don't think that I did that great of a job, um, but I have learned a lot from mm-hmm. it. So um, basically the problem was very similar to what yours is, Richard. Like my friend didn't really like his job. Um, you know, he, he was kind of like, you know, st- like struggling a little bit with the role because of that. It mm-hmm. just wasn't really what he was passionate about. And and, but I had the responsibility of making sure that these things were actually happening mm. um, and they just weren't. So it was, it was, it was really difficult. Now, what did happen, what was really great um, was we kind of established a bit of a system where we would have like a check in every kind of quarter. Um, and you can do this more often in the beginning, maybe when things are like quite tough, like they are now. So what we did was we actually established a system where every like quarter we would send each other a little note, the email where we'd list like the three things that we think that person is doing well. And then maybe three things that could improve. Mm-hmm. And then three things in general that maybe in, in like work general, yeah. you're not well, quite a picture, big picture, mm-hmm. what you're not quite like happy with. Mm-hmm. And, and I was the manager and I was doing, you know, I was doing that, but him as my uh, underling, underling, <laughs> underling. He was also doing that back to me. So it is. It should be definitely reciprocal, right? Like you should be giving each other feedback. And I think that um, for us, because we were such good friends, we needed to establish this very like specific, strict mm-hmm. um, way to give each other feedback, or mm-hmm. else it was just really tough. Yeah. You do need to actually define, uh, you know, your friendship time. Uh, as and your work time, mm-hmm. right? Like when you're in those zones, it's like when you, it's like when you work with your, uh, your uh, boyfriend or mm-hmm. girlfriend, Definitely. right? Like yeah. you have to establish what is, yeah, what's your personal time and what's your actual career time. I agree. And the interesting thing is, like, I think, um, I, I, I've never actually had a really bad situation like this, but I do know that in some cases the person will get carried away with like oh, well, this is wrong and this is wrong and I'm yeah. really annoyed about this and blah, blah, blah. Um, in which case you can just be like, listen, Brittany, like I totally understand all of that, mm-hmm. but you have to understand that if you perform poorly and if you're doing things that are not ideal for the company, then I'm going to get the blame for that and I'm sure you don't want that. Yeah. Like it, they have to understand that as their manager, they are going to get you in trouble if they're not bringing their a game. I'm sorry. Did Absolutely. I just say a game? A game. Mm. Gotta bring your A game. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I mean, so the yeah. cool thing about this, like this whole like manager to manage you relationship, is really ultimately it is based on respect, mm. and that is also what a friendship mm. should should I, in my opinion, should be based on. So having that sort of equal respect for each other and what e- each other do, if each other does, yeah. having having equal respect. Oh man, it's brutal. <laughs> We can leave that in. It's just adds a little bit of flavor. Flavor. Yeah. Flavor. It's like so, a little spicy sangria. That's it. What yeah. the hell am I talking about? <laughs> I probably need a drink to ensure that I mm-hmm. can speak more fluidly. Um, but basically, I mean, I do truly believe that, that like good relationships are based on respect. If your friend respects you as uh, a friend and as his now manager, he's going to be able to like he's going to have to voice his concerns in a real way and tell you how you can help him yeah. work better. Yeah. I think that being really direct with that like literally asking 
what do you need so that you can do your job better? Or, yeah. you know, maybe don't say it like, like that. What is but, it know. that de- is demotivating this person? Um, yeah. And is it something that you can contribute to uh, positively, not contributing to the demotivation? Yeah. But, like, is it something that you can rectify or is it something that's just going to be there forever and he should just either get over it or not yeah. get over it? Um, and the other thing is, like, really lead by example. So like one of the biggest mistakes I've made as any kind of manager is this, um, you know, I've always had this, this belief that you should never complain about the client. For example, that's one of my principles as an employee and as a manager. Um, and if you're setting an example of like, walking around to all the juniors and being like, oh, so-and-so from this company is such an asshole. Yeah. You know, he's, he's an idiot, blah, blah, blah. That's going to teach them that they can do that sort of thing. So every time he says something negative about the company or about the culture or about his experience or his motivation, you can kind of come back and be like, yeah, but that's not what we're doing right now. We're focusing on this, blah, blah, blah. Like deflect, make sure that you're showing him exactly what it's expected. Because sometimes after a couple of interactions where they're sort of coming to you to be able to do the eye rolling, as you mentioned earlier, and they're finding you're not that person anymore, they'll go somewhere else, oh, which is great. Oh, they'll definitely stop. Which is great. And yeah. you want that to happen. Maybe go somewhere else, like, to their partner or their friend. Yeah, hopefully. Um, which is fine. Hopefully not to another colleague. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just just show them exactly what you expect from them. Yeah, It's absolutely. interesting, like, uh, and, and let's come back to that Through the Looking Glass blog yes. from Julie Zhu. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes, Richard. This is for you. It's for first time (laughs) managers. There's so many places that you can go wrong. Don't be too hard on yourself, but I think you've done so well by like uh, trying to sort of keep on a professional footing with your friend. For sure. Just being aware that this is an issue is like the first step to You can definitely make this a non-issue unless of course your friend is like, just needs to leave the job. Yeah, and Which that might be, be the case. Yeah, That's it could fine. be. But then you need to help them discover that without actually, you know what I mean? Mm. Like just help them discover that on their own if that's yeah. if that's the case. Yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it, when people are like, just leave. And you're like, do you know what the job market is like? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not just going to leave totally. and walk out into the abyss. It's always nice to have something lined up beforehand. So, Absolutely. I mean, like I hate people who give that flippant advice. Like, Oh, just go. Just yeah. don't do it anymore. And you're like, great. I've got seven Thanks. months on my resume. I've got nothing lined up. No, that's not an option. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't throw random advice at me. Absolutely. But I think that you, you can definitely, Richard, you're going to be totally fine. I'm so excited that you got this promotion. That's awesome. Congratulations. And, and what is good news is after you've managed your friend, managing other people who you don't know, is going to be, be a breeze. A breeze. <laughs> oh, it's going to be such a breeze. You're Absolutely. like, I don't care about you. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some brutal information. No, I'm joking. I, I do care about people if I... Pretend I don't. It's a lie. (laughs) Congratulations to all of our listeners who made it to the end of the episode. Here's your certificate. You guys are the best. You are, though. Um, But we're so happy that you did because we have an incredible resource to share with you. Now, shit, Brittany, uh we have to underplay it. Oh, right. Super casual resource. A crap 
resource. Yeah, it's not really going to help you very much. It's not going to change anything. Yeah. All you need in life is this podcast. <laughs> That's it. Us All breathing you in your ears. Is happy hour. <sighs> yeah. Uh, creep. It's such a creep. But here's the thing. In our very first episode ever, we talked about networking. Oh, yeah. And we talked about how we really kind of, I mean, I think it was mostly me just talking about how I hate networking. Oh, no. We all hate. Yeah. Everybody, Everybody hates, hates networking. networking. So what we thought we would do is put together a few, I mean, here's the thing. We hate networking, but it is Important. You have to do it. It's important. It's super important. Especially for you, Chris, with your no job situation. This is it. So what we put together (laughs) are some nice questions. They're very nice. Things you can say Mm. to, if you're at a networking event or if you're just meeting someone in even a non-networking situation. Conversation starters? Yeah. Icebreakers? Yeah. But they're not, but they're not, I don't want to call them icebreakers, Pam. Yeah. Because like, it's not like, oh, I love these meatballs. Do you like these meatballs? You're right. It's actually, we should call them human interaction. Yeah. Like interacting with your fellow man. Not fucking like break. You're not walking up to someone with a pick and breaking their ice. Yeah. You're having a fucking interaction. That's the thing. So I was looking into like what's out there currently when it comes to like networking, like how to, like questions to ask during networking. And one is like, if you're standing at the food table. Just point out, you know, the meatballs and ask a person next to you if you've, if they eaten it. I'm like, you know what? I don't need advice on how to like be a human. Mm. You know what I mean? So, but also like, where does a meatball conversation go? That's the thing, right? Like, do you keep talking about meatballs or do you get to ever talk about what you're By the way. Yeah. I like Italian meatballs. <laughs> I prefer the Spanish type. I'm vegetarian. Yeah, like it's literally Kill going me nowhere. Yeah. Okay, sorry. We'll shut the fuck up about the meatballs. But now. the point is these actual questions that we have in this resource are going to actually like get you someplace. Mm. They're going to actually open the conversation so that you're talking about things that you would like to talk about in terms yeah. of career, work, job, whatever. We're trying to help you. Yeah. So this resource is going to be super helpful. It's in the show notes. Check it out. Share it with your friends. And oh, for the love of Pete, please rate our podcast. Oh yeah. We'd really appreciate it. Oh God, that would be so nice. I shouldn't have said it like that. A lot of people hate when I replace my R's with W's. (laughs) Oh, please. But I can't help it. Yeah. We hope you guys have a really wonderful week. Thanks for yeah. listening. Yeah, like, we actually do. Yeah, for we sure. We care about you. And if you have a question, please send us an email. The email is in our show notes. It's happyhourcareertalk at gmail.com. Yeah, we made it. Yeah. Especially. For you guys. For you. Yeah. yeah. So please send us a question. And thank you to Chris and to Richard who sent us their questions. Woohoo! That was fabulous, fabulous episode. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Bye.